0: You are listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. Here are Pastor Phil, Pastor Brian, and Crystal.
1: Good day to everyone. This is... The, your weekly podcast of the man, the millennial, and the magnificent crystal. I'm Phil and I am uh, affectionately known as the man or at least most weeks affectionately known as the man because I'm the old guy in the room and we have uh, with us Brian. Hey, I'm Brian. I am the millennial. And he, he says so with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And then we have uh, the Magnificent Crystal, which I know this is an audio podcast. And so she is not doing card tricks or magic tricks.
2: Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this.
1: This has been a heavy, heavy couple of weeks. And we have spent some time on it last week. And, uh, and, and so with all due respect to the heaviness of the last couple of weeks, let me go around the, the um, Zoom room here and ask you how have you been able to take a small breather or a small break or a small respite from the heaviness of the last couple of weeks? Because in order to carry a heavy load for a long time, we've got to occasionally set it down and then pick it back up, right? Otherwise, we will stumble and, and give up the race. Anything you've done to uh, take a break or any thoughts about what you'll do to take a slight break so that you can pick up the, the load again and keep carrying it forward?
0: Well, one little adjustment that uh, I have made is, you know, I don't want to just look the other way and not be aware of what's happening in the world. So, you know, I need to be in tune with the news and I don't drive. So I don't listen to WTOP, which just greatly gives you the news uh, and you know, ten-minute bits. But anyways, I've been watching BBC World News, and it's just to look at that side by side with uh, American cable news. I'm sure someone's working on a PhD about that right now. So just the um, lack of intensity, but also there's a, a balance of, of like monotone and also empathy as they're describing what's going on, both in the United States and throughout the world. There's stuff going on in in England too, with statues being toppled and. Uh, people reconciling with their past as well and that's how you get a break yeah
1: okay no that's good i'm not no i didn't ask that question i think you received that question as if it was a judgment
0: oh
2: no
1: okay good this is only half one (laughs) (laughs) the magnificent crystal
2: yeah um so uh how do i get a break um you know so part of it like over the weekend was really having to disconnect from social media mm. and just you know i had been taking in a lot and so it was just you know trying to disconnect a little bit also um you know i don't i don't walk as much as i should i love walking but i don't walk as much as i should and so sunday i was like i just need to get out and you know take a walk and really just have time with my thoughts. I have time with my thoughts, you know, when I live at home alone, but it's just different to be in a different environment and to be, I just feel a different type of connection to God when I'm like in nature and being able to take that time and have like just music (laughs) that like speaks to my soul, whether it's um, gospel or, you know, you know secular music anything that kind of speaks to my soul is helpful and like cooking I don't do that as much as I should but that's also a way to just kind of release so I made this wonderful chickpea uh, chicken chili so instead of white beans you use chickpeas mm-hmm. and it was wonderful I just finished it off for lunch today and it so good so anyways you know those are things that help me kind of relax and take time um, to just re-energize a little bit so yeah
1: will you send me that recipe
2: sure it's from <laughs> Pinterest, oh, <laughs> so that's
1: that's Pinterest was it a slow cooker or a, uh, uh, on the stove
2: I did it on the stove but they have a slow cooker variation on the, on the link too if you want yeah. to do
1: that. I would imagine you put the chickpeas in a little bit later or they get kind of mushy yeah, so a hummus chicken soup.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, interestingly, like you know, they they had me put it in all all at the same time, but then a can of chickpeas, you go ahead and put in the blender to just kind of you know get it to thicken up a bit. So the soup to thicken. Yeah, up.
1: yeah. Oh wow, I am gonna try that.
2: Okay, Alvin, did uh, you mind? You want it to. I'll or take it no. too. Yeah, <laughs>
0: this is making me hungry. <laughs> and can I add one addition to uh, ways I've taken a, a bit of a, a break? Sure. Uh, I think that was the question. Well, so one of my spaces daily for taking a break is doing the dishes. I do it about every night from maybe 6.45 to seven fifteen, seven thirty. We just got a new sink faucet. And I, I totally probably do not sound like a millennial, but it's been life-changing. And uh, I kind of feel like I'm at a spa with it. (laughs) And so it has made that break time all the more luxurious. And I regret not doing it sooner. So that's my break time. That's where I listen to um, music or podcasts. And just at the end of the time, all the dishes are done. Bottles are washed. Thank you. Boy, those are really good ones, guys. I have a couple things.
1: I like to watch the news but I don't like to watch the news when they're showing the same thing over and over. And so I will switch over to chopped from the food network since baseball's not on. And, uh, and I I always enjoy that because we almost never watch a whole show. Uh, You know, we'll watch the the appetizer round and then turn that episode off and then watch it later and all that. But I I would also say cooking and I haven't cooked much this week. I have a banana pudding in store Mm -hmm. this weekend And I'm going to make it and take it to uh, the people that we get on zoom with every Friday night. So hopefully it'll be good. If not, we'll have just a whole thing of banana pudding at our place. So I cooking helps me get away from everything a little bit. Just, I really don't think a lot when I cook other than about the cooking. So it's kind of nice.
0: The the hardest part about making banana pudding is not eating all the vanilla wafers. I know. Between bringing them home and doing the cooking. I, I can put a box away, a box of those away in probably ten minutes. Yeah, I hid. I got two boxes and I hid <laughs> them so nobody in our family would get them. So,
1: because they're not good, you have to have. Was it Nabisco? You have to have the brand name vanilla wafers. The cheap, Aldi, Safeway. It's awful. The vanilla is cheap. Vanilla is awful.
0: I respectfully disagree. <laughs>
1: all right okay we'll wrap up with I have have a a serious thought for us and so I have been thinking and I might have shared I shared this with you guys last week so I'll share it on the podcast but um, is when Brian read the story of the Good Samaritan oddly enough and he said who are we in the story and I obviously we all want to be the Good Samaritan but I thought I'm the donkey and uh, so all jokes aside that in some ways that the church is the Good Samaritan, right? It, it's, it's the church that can bring the hope and healing. But the donkey was used in that story to transport the person who was hurt to longer-term care and longer-term change in, in that person's experience. I think that's where, if you asked, if you asked it, where do I, as a 57-year-old white male, experienced some angst over the, the situation in our country the last couple of weeks. It has been at, at the very granular level of how could somebody put a knee on, on someone's neck for eight minutes, you know, it just, just that really just bothers me to my core. And if I start to get anxious, it's in the area of how can we not lose this moment? It's going to take persistent steady, stubborn as a mule, slow at times, but steady, not giving up, work. And there's a really good chance. I mean, at 57, maybe, maybe, Brian, your children, but there's a really good chance that this issue won't be where it needs to be for a really long time, but we can make progress. What are some of your thoughts about long-term systemic change and what you think would be most helpful. What I would say is, first of all, the image of of identifying as somebody who may carry, maybe a bridge to carry ideas forward, but may not see them all the way through.
2: This is not something that is gonna, you know, just magically happen overnight. Um, That it is going to take sustained, deliberate and ongoing actions. And I do think, my ideas around strategies and frameworks and things that help people move along is understanding that, you know, um, when we talk about systemic racism, it covers um, a lot of different areas and it can get overwhelming. Like there is a lot to do, but I do think each of us have unique gifts, talents and our voice that we can lend to a particular area so when you think about individuals finding almost kind of their lane in which to operate and to impact change and, you know, others working together in their lane, so collaborative action towards a common goal and a common purpose, we can see, um, you know, change happening and it be sustainable, but understanding that it it, it is more of a marathon than a sprint. Being able to in those times, not get discouraged, but understanding and seeing and calling out where progress is being made, and then continue working forward. So, um, those are some of, some of the things that I would say. There's been a post flying around on Facebook within my network of people talking about just what has changed since these protests have started, and you know how different cities are approaching, um, you know, various parts of, um, sure, policing or looking at, um, you know, disparities that exist in other sectors of their community, knowing that this has been a time for change, but some things were already in progress, right? And so we see how this moment has maybe intensified, brought to light, and, you know, there will be other moments that will continue to show, almost act as mile markers or milestones where, oh, like don't get weary <laughs> because we we can see change we can kind of mark this and then continue forward to the next milestone that's what i offer there well
0: i like what crystal said so much that i forgot kind of what the man's question is but no need to repeat it because i have some thoughts so yes marathon rather than sprint i have not run a marathon i'm never going to run a marathon i think it makes absolutely no sense our bodies weren't designed to run 26 miles but my friends who have i know they've had these kind of sketchy, like gel packs that they eat during oh, yeah. the marathon to kind of help propel yeah. them a little more. Uh, I have never had those. The life hack I use as a cheap millennial is uh, you use baby food during a race. So during my triathlons, I've had pureed banana. Totally irrelevant. What I think we need with this marathon, though, is to you know identify some of those energy packs. One crucial one, and it's a bit of a soapbox I have would be to making legitimate progress is some reform in public school systems for how they teach about our history. Simply put, my education about the Civil War did not match up with reality. And I think for a lot of people, they come to a realization later in life of, whoa, this was really bad. And I think that that realization, there won't have to be shocker moments in adulthood when proper education is in the fabric of learning and development as a child. You know, you guys are wise and profound uh,
1: beyond your years. One of the things, for Brian, I think you're exactly right. Crystal, what I love about what you said is so that's so much hope because there are some things in progress now. It's low-lying fruit. Those could easily get pushed over the finish line, more than likely, right now, whereas they may have faced a little more of a headwind. A month ago. It'd be great to see some positive things happen as a deposit, right? As only a deposit for the long change that needs to happen over time. So uh, with that said, I will begin to, to wrap up our audio podcast uh, for this week. I don't know how many people are listening to this, but I think this was really a good one. And there is a passage in our text for this week that is absolutely extraordinary. I know this is the passage that I'm going to lift up and highlight. I just don't know what the rest of the sermon is around it yet, but it's it's the story of Abraham and Sarah and, you know, obviously having a baby in their old age. And as they ponder this question, it ultimately comes down to raising the question or making the statement because we know that nothing is too hard for God. Uh, the, the parallel in in Jesus' story is, uh, I believe it's Luke, one or something, 18, nothing is impossible with God Uh, when talking about, you know, Mary giving birth to Jesus. And so really fascinating uh, Hebrew scripture, New Testament acclamation that not anything we're facing is too hard for our God to handle. That is something we need to hang on to. So with that, I want to bid everybody a wonderful and an incredible week. God's blessings on you. uh, Go with the benediction that we explored this past week. May the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit uh, go with you now and forevermore. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to The Millennial, The Man, and Miss Crystal, a podcast ministry of Old Town Community Church. For more information on our church and other ministries, visit oldtown.cc. Services are available to watch online every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Visit youtube.com. Search Old Town Community Church. This podcast and sermon audio are available on podcasting apps worldwide. Apple and Google Play, search OTCC Podcasts.